Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Welcome, talk to you audience. This is Thursday, the 25th of February, 2016. Who's with us so far?
All right, talk to your audience. Who is with us? All right, talk to your audience. Who is with us at this time?
needed. Who is with us? The Fonz family and Larissa. All right. I like it, and Larissa. I was just about getting ready to hang up. Nobody was on. All right, North Central Orange County, right on. So we got all of Orange County on right now. You guys represent in Orange County? Anaheim? Uh-oh, no one's there now. Oh, my God. Yeah, did, I, did I disappear? I think maybe I did. I'm gonna try again. I, I don't. I don't hear anybody. Because uh, it's well, the shows that I'm on. We got Pamela seven 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 coming on right now. All right. Up there. Oh, we got people on there. Hey. So we got two North Central Orange County. Well, no, one Orange County hung up. Well, so we got one person on, and we've got the kingdom. We have California on the line. Who is in California? Checking in now. Who else we got now with us? Who do we have with us now? I'm here, folks. All right, all right, all right. And uh, then we got uh, North, Cent- North and Central Orange County. Anaheim is in the house tonight, right? Come on now. All right. Well, we got a few of you on there, and so we'll see what we're going to start with here tonight. Uh, anybody got anything good to say? What's what's going on with you all today? Some good news out there. Whoa, I don't hear anybody talking. Got, got any good things to share tonight? I do. So what's up? Speak up a little bit. You're real low. Let me see. Uh, oh, it might be me. Go ahead. This is Lowe's. This is a Saturday. And we have enough money from donations. And we are going to have a very good turnout. Very good. Very good. Very good. Anybody else have something good? Praise the Lord. Well, Judah's here, but he won't get out of the car right now. He's in a float. He's in a float over here right now. We got BB here. He's sitting under. He's sitting under my chair. Oh, he left. Okay, he was here. So, all right. 
Who else has anything good? Any of the Ponces have something good going on? The Ponces have been cursed, apparently, because they have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they will be mimes in the next life. Well, let's, 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 let's fire this up. Father, we thank you for your word, how true it is. And Father, thank you for this interactive crowd you've brought us here tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, that it's in you that we live, breathe, and have our being. Thank you for the move of the Holy Spirit among us. Holy Ghost, this is you. We want you, invite you to move among us in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Just hey, GP man. ain't here with us. GP's not here with us, huh? All right. All right. Well, let me let me start with something because we're gonna we're gonna start with some good stuff here. You know, the Bible says in Acts one three that after he had suffered, he had shown himself alive to them by many convincing proofs appearing to them during a period of 40 days and telling them about the kingdom of God. Now, what's this about? This Well, Acts is saying that Jesus, uh, Dr. Luke is talking about Jesus. And it says, up right up to the day that he was taken up to heaven. So I was too close to your uh, mic there. Who was? I think someone got too close. Two phones got too close. All right. That's why I, I made that. That's why I made that sound, the feedback. I'm the only one here, so that's kind of odd. All right. No, it, well, let's... it might not have been on your side, Pops. It might have been on someone else's. Oh, okay. Sorry, that was, uh, that was me. Family, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got California, California, and Canada on the line. All right. So anyway, um, he, Jesus was speaking that the, right up until the day that he was taken up to heaven, after giving orders by the Holy Ghost to the apostles he had chosen. Now, what a trip. He was giving orders to the, to the disciples. In other words, he was giving them instruction. And after he had suffered himself, he showed himself alive to them. This is after the death, burial, and resurrection. He showed himself alive, showing them many convincing proofs, appearing to them during a period of 40 days and telling them about the kingdom of God. Now, this is something when I studied the resurrection, I said, really? If he was around 40 days after he did this, let me go study some history and find out what he did. Guess what? He was, he, he, everybody saw him die, everybody saw him buried, and everybody saw him after he was supposed to be, supposedly buried and dead for three days. Uh, so there was no hypnosis, nothing, no tricks. Uh, he just resurrected. And verse 4 says, while he was meeting with them, he ordered them, don't leave Jerusalem. Instead, wait for what the Father promised about which you heard me speak. Because John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But he's also talking about how he taught them about the kingdom of God. Now, you know, the Bible talks about the kingdom of God. Jesus talked about the kingdom of God more than 100 times. Yet he only talked about the church twice. Not to diminish the church, because he established that when he talked to Peter. He said, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It was going to become one of the centers of influence in life. Now, we begin to understand, uh, people don't understand what the kingdom of God is. 
if, if you are taking notes, uh, hopefully you are. Now, I've got a few people out there. I've got two Californias, three Californias, a Canada, North Central Orange County. And so, praise the Lord. Look, a lot of people, if you're taking notes, right, the kingdom of God is the manifestation of the spiritual realm that demonstrates his lordship, his dominion, and his will. Now, I'm going to read that again for those of you, if I said it too fast for you, you're right. The kingdom of God is the manifestation of the spiritual realm that demonstrates his lordship, his dominion, and his will. Now, that's all good news, because he doesn't leave you in the dark, say, okay, try to, try to, try to live for me, and doesn't give you any instructions. Now, the word said that he was giving instructions there, and, and we find that it said that, but the kingdom of God, a lot of people don't believe it. A lot of people think it's the same thing as church. Nope. Uh, there's a lot of pastors and teachers and believe, believers who miss the revelation and the intent of the scriptures regarding the kingdom of God. And Jesus spoke of the kingdom, again, I told you guys about 100 times. And, and, and what happens is, he spoke to his disciples very much about the kingdom of God. And although he was God, fully God and fully man when he fulfilled his mission, the Father established him as the ruler of the world. Now, and, and everybody goes, well, ruler, you know, I'm not talking about like Napoleon or, or Hitler who said, we're going to rule the world, you know, and it doesn't work that way. Uh, what he does is that he establishes, see, let me, let me describe something. Are you guys with me still? I'm with you, Pastor. Okay. Now, I want you to understand something about this. And, and people, this is something that, that I've looked at concerning what, what the scriptures talk about. They talk about the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of heaven. Everybody says it's interchangeable. But there's some things that are a little bit different there. And, and what happens is that when, when we understand, uh, uh, get an understanding of what these things are, there's a spiritual location called the kingdom of heaven from which God rules and influences the earth and the entire universe, for that matter. And this is where God lives. This is his dwelling place. This is the atmosphere where his throne and the angels and the elders are, are found. The scriptures tell us in Revelation 4, 9, and 10 that this is the Father's seat of glory and power, and it's surrounded by unapproachable light. Now, if you want to find out with Revelation 4, 9, and 10 and 1 Timothy six sixteen. So what we understand is that the kingdom of heaven is the dominion of God. Now, the kingdom of heaven is an invisible kingdom, but it impacts the visible world as the kingdom of God. Now, in order to understand this, is the Bible, there's, I like, what, I like that, that, that the scripture that says that the, the heavens and the high heavens of the Lord are, are God's, but the earth he's given to the sons of man. He wants us to influence from heaven towards earth, and thus it becomes the kingdom of God when we begin to act upon it. And so it says everything that takes place on earth to advance the kingdom first has to be revealed and declared and decreed in heaven. That's what God, from which God speaks. The Bible tells us that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen? The kingdom of God extends its dominion and authority of the king to the world. Jesus is the king of our domain. And he's made us Unto him, kings and priests. Okay, are, are we all on one page right here? Yes. So what he's done is he's extended that authority. And it's the realm where his will is 
obeyed, producing heaven on earth. Now, a lot of people don't like, you hear that word obey. It's like, come on. Everybody obeys. You know, after a while back ago, the, the uh, Sprite had a commercial that said, obey your thirst. You know, and, and what happens is people get thirsty, they drink water. They're obeying what their body says. Uh, many people think that the word obey is, is, is a, a word that's issued for commands, and many young people dislike it because it says that, you know, a lot of times people have a rebellious streak, and, and they don't want to hear the word obey, you know, obey me, you know. Uh, um, but we all become obedient. There's people obedient to the clock. There's people obedient to the alarm clock. It makes a bunch of noise, and you obey, and you get up. So I want you to understand that that word obedient is not a bad word. It's a word that helps direct us. Everyone say direct. Direct. And so that word directs us, and, and, and we follow what it says, thus obeying the direction that God gives for us to bring heaven on earth. Are you, are you following me? I am, Pastor. All right, all right, all right. I had a group of people in the background, but I don't know where they're at now, but watch. So we can say that the kingdom of God is an atmosphere produced by our relationship of obedience and submission to him. So Jesus came and he healed. And he, and he says the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, it's close. And, and so then he made some statements concerning that it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In other words, he's given you a sphere of influence so that we may have dominion in that arena, thus meaning the king's domain. There are people that have real neat domains. There are people that have sloppy domains. Now, we call, you know, a lot of times, like, we, we, you know, raising teenagers, especially boys, they have very unruly domains, speaking of their bedrooms. Uh, and there, there are some people that have very neat domains. It's where they have influence, and, and, and it manifests many times. Uh, um, you know, a lot of people have what they call a, a, an organized mess because it's, what's a mess to someone might be, uh, I, I don't know, what I, there's, uh, what's a mess to some people might be organization to others. I don't know. But what happens is... You know what our domain, Pastor? When you know what's in every single one of them. I says, you know when, when it's organization is when you know what's inside each one of them piles. Exactly. <laughs> I, I hear you, you know, and it's, and it's true. And, and so many people don't understand the domain of God's, because see, each of, in, in the kingdom of God, our domain and the, our sphere of influence is m- moved and manifest through our expressions of who we are and and so um sometimes when we don't know who we are it, it shows up in the fact that sometimes we don't know like even if you if if we may not even have an organized mess we just have a mess and we don't know where anything is many times those are manifestations of the fact that we don't know who we are we don't know where we're going and so we we need to understand that the kingdom of heaven is a dominion of God, but the kingdom of, of God is, a, is, is an atmosphere that's produced by a relationship to him. And so when the Holy Spirit is with us, because he said he'll never leave us or forsake us, that the spiritual and emotional atmosphere of any given place is a result of our relationship with God. And so 
the more we spend time with God, the heavier the atmosphere of in the presence of God shows up. And uh, that's a general statement because there are times that you haven't even been thinking of God, and someone will, God will just prompt you to minister to someone. But that's because the Spirit of God is always in you. Amen. Amen. So we begin to 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 initiate uh, and 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 to exercise His dominion because we experience we, we we experience the Father and we experience the Father's will concerning bringing Jesus to a person's life, and and it's a manifestation of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God and his will and dominion are exercised on earth as it is in heaven. So when we get a glimpse of heaven, well, to understand heaven is to understand what God has already said. It's just like when we talk about walking in the spirit. It's not this kind of, uh, uh, we don't walk in this nebulous cloud and and think, ooh, that's a spirit or that's a ghost or whatever. No, what we do is we, we, walking in the spirit is walking in accordance to his word. And so when we, let me give you an example. We can't be those kind of people that say, that's Old Testament, throw it out. No, the Old Testament gives us the clues to how God initiates in God's will for his people. You say, what? He wanted to destroy his people? No, that's, the pe- that's what happens to the people when they don't listen to God. The, the world would eat them up. But God has already said that in, the, in him, you find abundance. Outside of that, it's, it's, it's an open door for witchcraft and all kinds of evil. Um, when you allow the, you know, this is a, what's that scripture that talks about that when, 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 when God's people did not take dominion, that the Philistines became, uh, um, I forgot what it was, it was pricks in their eyes and thorns in their sides. See, when you leave place for the devil, it, 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 it you know, there, that's a perfect description. It becomes, you know, it, it becomes like, you know, uh, pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides. The enemy, it leaves room for the enemy to establish a camp right next to you. And so we don't want to do that. So we begin to understand that God is always for his people. He will always look for ways to bring deliverance to his people. He would raise up a deliverer. Did you know that if he had to raise someone up who was born, it meant that there was no one capable or that wanted to listen to him to be a deliverer of God's people? And so uh, I think on a Tuesday we were talking about how the fact is that God moves through individuals, and we begin to see it so clearly through Scripture that God picked individuals. We got Esther. Esther, she was chosen for such a time as this. Had she not obeyed God, her people would have spent more time in, in, in uh, captivity. But God picked her. Now, it's not just her. They would have been God annihilated picked... too, Pastor. Remember Pardon the me? edicts that went out. They would have been annihilated. That's right. They, they would have been annihilated. But and it wasn't that Esther was alone. Esther had a support group. But, it, it, but, but with many of us, it begins with us. And, and God wants to raise up individuals to be significant in their time. And it, and it might be that you're significant with 10 people in your whole lifetime. But those pe- 10 people might reach thousands and thousands. But the point being is that you're still a, a man and woman of significance. And God wants to manifest the atmosphere of heaven through you, and we understand it as the kingdom of God. And so we, we've got we, the kingdom of God and his will and dominion is exercised on earth as it is in heaven. For what do we have in the, the scripture says, that will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
and so we we begin to see that 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 the kingdom of God, as we begin to move through it, the supernatural kingdom is something that cannot be seen. In John eighteen thirty six, he says, "My kingdom is not of this world." That's very how how much clearer can you get? My kingdom's not of this world. God's kingdom is not physical, but it does have physical qualities as we exercise them. See, it, it, it doesn't have an earthly capital, like, you know, California or, you know, Sacramento is the, the capital. Some of our kids out there going, it is? Yes. And, and so you know, the other day we asked him, what's the capital of Nevada? And it was, that was a tough one. And then after a while we had to kind of think, we started asking about the northeastern states, you know, what's, the, you know, what's Maryland and Rhode Island? And we, that went through us for a loop, but watch this. But the capital of God's kingdom is heaven. If you really want to say that, find the capital from which God reigns. Now, why would that be important? Because the capital of any state is where the seat of government is. And that's where the instructions for the rest of the government are. Let me give you a quick example. In the book, in, in the book of Samuel, it talks about how that the people, how God gave, God gave the people a, a king. But it wasn't after God's heart. It was after what man wanted. Now, if you begin to read this, the scriptures, and, 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 and you'll, you'll see the word repeated several times, and the king will take, and the king will take, and the king will take, and the king will take. And what happens is that there was, there was a, a place in which the king that came after man's heart was not the king after God's heart. Because, see, after, thereafter, we had a king, who, King David, who was a man after God's own heart. What did that mean? Well, he was just like God. No, he was always after the heart of God. He wanted to know what was in the heart of God. He wanted to be one with God. He wanted to talk with God. And the Bible says that he's remembered in the book of Acts, we read that he was, that God loved him because he always did what God told him to do. Now, watch this. I don't want, I want to take you out of this place because everyone says, oh, man, I messed up three or four times. And we're not talking about his shortcomings. We're talking about the instructions that God gave to David he carried out to the best of his ability. Now, was he perfect? Heck no. All of God's heroes had imperfections. A lot of them were huge and glaring. But we read that David was a man after his own heart. And so what happens is the kingdom of God does not have a physical building. It's wherever we go. It is the life of God exercising his influence on earth by the power of the Holy Spirit through humanity. I, you want me to say that again? It's that it is the life of God exercising its influence on earth as the power of the Holy Spirit works through humanity. Hallelujah. See, and this is where people need to understand what the kingdom of God is. You know what? I'll tell you something. There, there are things that, we're, that you're hearing now that a lot of people still don't understand because, they, they, because we get this idea that the kingdom is something that, that is so far out of reach that we can only be so lucky as to be able to move in it, but it's not. The kingdom reveals itself visibly through miracle signs of God's unconditional love. So it's a kingdom of love. God is love, therefore that which emanates from heaven is love. 
and it's given out in love. And so the Bible says, I like what Paul said, that the Old Testament is written for examples. I like that. It's for written for examples. It's not written for doctrine. A lot of people look for it for doctrine, but Jesus came to reveal doctrine and the kingdom of God in his life. So some of the manifestations of the kingdom of God are seen through Jesus Christ. We try to look for it. Jesus has become perfect theology. We look at him, and we know the will and purpose of God. We know the Father through seeing Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, we see the examples of God wanting to reach his people. Everyone says, the Old Testament is the God of wrath. No. <sighs> uh, you know what? Uh, I can, that, that really irritates me when I hear that, but I'm not going to get into it. So we found out, watch this. At some point, the Bible teaches that the kingdom of God will, will, will show up on earth in, the, in physicality, but I'm not going to talk about that right now because, number two, it is a kingdom of power, not just words. You know, in this time today, you know, we hear all the politicians talking. And uh, to a lot of them, it's just words. And it reminds me of, of you know what? I want, if you can, now those that are listening, on Netflix or Amazon Prime or however you can get it, watch a movie called For Greater Glory. You get to understand the difference between just words and action. And Such a great movie. For, for greater glory. And so I like what it says in the Corinthian letter, First uh, Corinthians 4.20. It says, for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. The kingdom of God was never meant to be proclaimed with words alone or either in an abstract way. It wasn't to be communicated as something that will only come in the future because his word is always meant to be announced with power. And in the present, Paul, watch what Paul said in, in, in Thessalonians 1.5. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost with much assurance. And so many people think, well, it's in the, it, it's the, you know, when you die, you go to the kingdom of God. No, no, it, it's, it's something to be exercised now. It's something that we enter into now. It's something, this is part of what we're going to do Tuesday when we talk about basic training. We're going to begin to train God's people so that they understand that the word is not just an abstract, if you are good enough, uh, if you can attain these things, if you're holy enough, we're going to show you how to exercise the word of God. We're going to teach about what we're going to train. We had an opening on Tuesday as to how it was going to be, but Tuesday night, you know, and, and it takes commitment to show up on Tuesday. We're going to begin to train you, and part of this training is understanding about the kingdom of God. There's a lot of people who talk about the kingdom, but they don't have accompanying demonstrations of what they teach. Now, let me tell you something about our ministry right now. There's people who say, I want to see more. Well, wait a minute. This, there was such a powerful anointing in our worship service, and a powerful anointing as we were teaching, and people responded physically, by the raising of hands, to come into a place of a higher call, a higher place with God. 
When the heart of a man changes, there's no greater miracle. And so God is showing up. There have been healings in our ministry. But people say, I want to see his miracles. We'll bring the sick folk. You know, because the miracles for the most part are to occur outside the church. But, you know, just... I have seen miracles within the church. And so a lot of people say, well, I want to see this. I want to know this. I want to bring the people in. Let's get them in. Let's get people need lives changed. Now, when people talk about the kingdom and say, some people say, well, the word of God is its own manifestation. Uh, you know, we can, we can talk about that. But watch this. It's easy to preach about something that cannot be proven because that way we don't have to put our reputation at risk. But Jesus didn't say that, did he? He said, if you don't believe what I say, at least believe the miracles. Uh-oh. Everyone says, I want to be just like Jesus. Okay, let's do the miracle. Now, ooh, this is something the Lord spoke to me. I want you to hear this very carefully. This is very important. Write it down. The Lord said, today there are many people who will not obey my call on their life because they're afraid of the people. They're afraid of how they will sound. They're afraid of producing, making mistakes. They refuse to be trained in the field. But what I have to teach, said the Holy Spirit, cannot be learned in a classroom setting. Jesus said that when he pulled his disciples aside, he began immediately exercising the kingdom of God, which was at hand, that they might learn to do his works when he left. And he said that he is not pleased with those who will... who choose the fear of man over how they may sound, how they may look, rather than to move in faith and obey him because they will grow into their call and into their purpose. And I saw it so clearly, and I remember being that way myself, I would hold back because I was, a, and, it became, and really what it is is fear of the people. It's, not, it's insecurities that show up because we fear people, and we've got to get away from that. Well, I don't want to look like a fool. The Bible said that he's chosen the foolish things of this earth to confound the wise. So it's too late. And so God has chosen you because it is impossible for you to depend on yourself to bring forth what God wants to show in this world. See, I can't give myself credit. In the natural, I don't have the goods. The Bible says about Jesus' ministry... For the sick, he said he went all about Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of diseases, all kinds of sicknesses, and all kinds of disease among the people. This is in Matthew 4.23. Each time the kingdom is preached, it must be manifested with a visible act of power. Well, how do we do that? Step out. Is it God's will to heal? Yes. What did he do? That's where we go back and read the gospel to see what Jesus did. We go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and read what he did. Look at the book of John. Oh, my goodness. You know, if God wants you to make a mud pie like he did and put it on someone's eyes so they might be healed, go for it. The 
the meaning of the gospel, the word gospel, it means good news. Good things happened when Jesus preached. He demonstrated the power of the kingdom with miracles, signs, healings, cast out demons. Each time he announced the good news of the kingdom, these five entities, which plagued humanity since the fall of man, could not remain. Sickness and sin, demons, poverty, and death. Sickness and death, okay, watch. Sickness and sin, demons, poverty, or death. Those things all had to leave when he came. Why? Because in God's kingdom, there's life. But you say, well, I, I laid hands on someone and they didn't get well. Do it again. You know, our faith has to be connected. And you know what? I'll tell you something. God has to give you love for people. Yeah. Instead of being scared of people, God has to give you a love of people. Because, see, if you don't love first, then your faith won't work. There's compassion that comes in. Amen. Compassion has to rise up in us. I, I, you know what? Someone spoke and I didn't, I, it was kind of cutting off. Did someone say something? I just, I was agreeing with you, Pastor. I said, yes, he did. And I was saying yes. amen. He gave us a amen. Love it's a true statement that we have to allow the compassion of God to rise up in us to want to help, to really want to help or change someone's life. And, and, it, and it begins with that. Now, I like, there was something that, uh, that Brother Copeland said, and I'm going to try to get it right because it's just, I'm trying to remember what he said. He said, you know what? We need to understand what the will of God is concerning our call. Number two, no longer confer with flesh and blood. Number three, get it done at all costs. If God has shown you in your heart that you're to lay hands on the sick and they recover or reach people, we don't have to wait for a feeling anymore. Can I tell you something? When, when we go to work, I'll tell you what, I get up, you know, when I, you got to get up in the morning. Some people don't feel like going to work. How about school? Oh, my goodness. But we still get up in the morning. We get up, get up and get going to school, and we get it done at all costs. Well, it's the same thing concerning the call of God. Sometimes there's things that the flesh just doesn't want to do. But the payoffs are tremendous. Yes. Amen. Isn't that wild? Sometimes we look at the scriptures. You know what? I'll show you. Go to the book of John. And let's go to, I believe it's chapter 8. Verse 1. If you're all there, say amen. Amen. Now, give me a minute. All right. 
Jesus, however, went to the Mount of Olives. At daybreak, he appeared again at the temple, and all the people came to him, so he sat down and began to teach them. But the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. After sending her before them, he told, they told him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in a very act of adultery. Now in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman to death. What do you say? And they said this to test him. So they may have a charge against him. But Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. They persisted in questioning him. And he straightened up and told them, Let the person among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down again and continued writing on the ground. When they heard this, they went away one by one, beginning with the oldest. And he was left alone with the woman standing there. Now, I want you to understand this. People who are accusers, they don't want to straighten out their life. Because Jesus gave them an opportunity to say, wow, man, you know what? I'm just as bad as she is. And just kneel there. But they walked away because they wanted to save face and keep, and keep their sin. But anyway, that's another story. They left the woman standing, and Jesus stood up and said, hey, Dear lady, where are your accusers? I, I, to me, I just can't picture Jesus saying, Dear lady, but anyway, Dear lady, where are your accusers? Hasn't anyone condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Well, I don't condemn you either. Go home, and from now on, don't sin anymore. Later on, Jesus spoke to them. Now, right there, I, I had to look this up because it was like, whoa. What, it, what, we, what he was saying is, go home and from now on, don't commit adultery anymore. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, that's what I wanted to show you. Because Christ is in you, you possess light. The light of Christ is in you. So that when you show up in darkness, you're full of light. You know, that, that, that's why you can't even backslide in peace. Because you show up and, the, and, and uh, there's all kinds of light. And it's in the spirit. And, and you're there and you're a shining light. No matter how many beards you have in your hand, no matter how many you know, joints you might have in your pocket, it doesn't matter if you've been cussing up the storm, it don't matter if you've been feeling far away from God, you're still shining light. Because Christ is in you. The Bible says that he gives you eternal life. So the eternal life of God is on the inside of you. So in the realm of the spirit, you're glowing. Some brighter than others, but you're still glowing. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm going to stop right here for a moment. I've got some Anaheim people, some north, central, Orange County. Let me hear from some of the people out there. Based on what I'm saying so far, what, what do you have to say? Y'all take me off mute now, and you can start talking. I'm going to give somebody else a chance to talk, Pastor, and if they don't, then I'll come back. Okay. Got all kinds of people out there. What are you getting so far from what we're saying? Because I've been doing all the talking. Talk to is interactive, so let me hear y'all.
Let me hear from. And this is the last uh, part of what you said. The last part I said. Let me. Hear, I've been doing all the talking uh, based on no, what I've been that. teaching. Was that? Before that. I we were talking about the woman caught in adultery, and oh, yeah. how that Jesus said, "Where are your accusers? Should I have done, sir?" He said, "Don't commit adultery anymore. Go your way." And then he said, "I'm the light of the world." And there's no darkness when I show up. Well, because Jesus is in you, you're also the light of the world. And, and there isn't anything you can do to turn that light off unless you just say, Satan, come into my life and take me over. But nobody in their right mind would do that. But watch. So now that we've said this, see, where you walk, there's no darkness. You might as well speak God's word and get people saved and delivered and healed. But were you, did you hear when I said that people's insecurities show up as fear of man because you're afraid more of what they would say about you than what God would say about you. But anyway, you guys speak up. What, what, is this stuff didn't, does it make sense to you? And tell me what it does. Tell me what it, what part of this ha- has moved you because I want to know that I just didn't spend my time uh, just talking to me and Esther. Uh, talk to us. I think what you're saying is really good, especially because, like, in the world, people do accuse each other of a lot of things. We have courts pursuing, and I, I agree some of those need to be there. But I think it's really good, the message behind, like, I guess, between the lines. I don't know how to say that better. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's really good because so many kids accuse people of other things when they've done the exact same thing. So it shows us that, yeah, we're all going to make mistakes, and I'm sure we all heard that before. But now I have a story to reference it to, and not that we did it before, but you just expanded more on it, and I think that's really cool. All right. All right. Who else? Let's not just stop there. Let me, let me hear some people. Let me hear some of the young men that have been present. I was liking what you were saying about how how we are the light of the world. I remember when we were young, you used to always tell us, uh, uh, what was it? I think it was in Philippian, that we are the light of the world. Or no, how is it? How does it say? We stand forth holding the light of the word. How does it go? Oh, that, 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 we are, that, that we are stars in the in the universe. Yes, stars in the universe holding forth the word of God, right? Or the light of God. The word of life, yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. And I think that's cool that how you're mentioning, uh, and I can tie in. Well, this is what I was thinking. It can tie in with, with the reason the reason behind the woman was caught in, adul- in adultery is she had no sin because Jesus saw no sin in her. When Jesus enters us, we therefore have no sin in us because of what he paid for us. So we are openly allowed, because of the light we have in ourselves, to stand forth. Just like a, a star is a, a, a shines in the sky, we shine the same way because of the light of Jesus, and we are able to hold forth the word of God and tell other people that they are the same way. Because they have no sin once they come to, 
once they come to Christ as well, their sin is taken care of. And then therefore, they're allowed to hold forth the Word of God or tell others about the good, the Word of God, the good news, uh, for uh, quote-unquote, like for lack of better words. Um, and then they are like the women as well. There is no accusers. No one can accuse you of the sin you've caused because there is no sin. So go forth and by sin no more, it's, it's not, oh, you will never mess up no more. It's when you mess up, keep moving. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if that, that that's correct or anything. All right. Any other young men, uh, young, young men have a word to speak concerning this? All right, yeah. Ms. Esther. Uh, I was um, thinking about it, and since uh, two of the people that, that spoke up spoke on the same thing about the the, um, the example that you gave from the word about the woman, uh, I always uh, go back uh, to something that was left a lasting impression in me and one of my favorite ministers who was teaching on that particular portion of scripture. And... In order to be, in order to walk in that authority uh, that the kingdom carries, Jesus came and manifested the greatest, the greatest power of that kingdom when he forgave her, when he went and said, um, basically, uh, before he went ahead and released her to go and sin no more and charged her to go and sin no more, he gave her the authority and he gave her the power of forgiveness. He forgave her her sins. He basically said, there's no accusers. I'm not accusing you. There's nobody here to accuse you. Based on that, no condemnation, based on him not accusing her and bringing out her sin, basically in giving her that forgiveness of sin, is what empowered her. She came into the way the kingdom works, and then understanding, even if it was just a a small understanding of it, it was something that empowered her to go forward and sin no more. Right. He introduced her to the very power of the kingdom of God, and that's forgiveness. That's love. That's no condemnation. I, I really agree with that because it kind of brings it back to when the woman who had the bleeding issue, she just had that little face just to touch the hem of his garment. And then once she felt it, she was able to receive all his love and she got healed from it. Just like this woman is, that Esther was saying earlier, once she received his, his presence, that's when she really felt the love of God. And that's when she really was without sin because she was in the presence of the Holy of Holies. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Anybody else have something on this? Well, have something to share. Yeah. I don't care. All right. Hello? Can you hear me? Go ahead. Uh huh. All right. So, from what I, from what I understood from this, um, what really struck me with this point like your face, because honestly, 
I I don't really have just like faith. I have faith in general, but sometimes I wouldn't have faith like, oh, I don't think this would happen. Like, but sometimes I feel like, like, oh, because I did this, I feel like this wouldn't happen. And I feel like I didn't, like, you can't, like, it's necessary, you can't accuse yourself of something that you've done wrong and think that faith isn't going to work. Because that's seriously just going, like, back on the Bible and what you just said, when no matter what, if you have faith, it's going to work. So, I, I don't know, I really feel like you. Sounds good. Well, you know what? But now you know and you have the confidence that it's not based on you. It's based on the fact that the light of God lives in you. And if his light lives in you, then you have the power of God in you. And so, yeah, uh, that's, that's good. That's good. Who else? Well, all right. Let us, we're at, man, it goes fast. Let us go through right now. Let's pray. And, and I want you to pray this prayer with me. Those of you that are all within the sound of my voice, I want you to pray. Father, Father thank, you for fill, thank you for fully filling me. Thank you for fully filling me. With your word. Your word. And your spirit. And your spirit. Give me the courage. Give me the courage. To act upon. To act upon. Your prompting. Your prompting. And your leading. And your leading. For I now know. For I now know. That if you ask. That if you ask. Of me. Me. You will provide. You will provide all that I need. All that I need to do what you ask. What you ask in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you all got something out of this. I, I, I gave you a little foundation concerning the kingdom of God. I want to get into it a little deeper as we go on. I pray that the love of God that was shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost manifests in you. I pray for his, the fruit of the Spirit that is in you to begin to manifest. I speak to that part of you that is in the Spirit of God, that is part of the Spirit of God, to live big in you, in Jesus' name. And I pray the peace of God upon you as you go to sleep. I pray that you begin to dream dreams and visions that God begin to reveal his, the, 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 his will in you in Jesus' name, and that you rise tomorrow refreshed and ready for the day with a hearing ear and eyes to see what God has for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask and I receive on your behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys. Amen. Be blessed and good night. Hallelujah. Good night. Good night, good night everybody. Love you guys. Good night. 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 Good
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.